It's Tuesday, December 10, 2013. To the people of South Africa. The world thanks you for sharing Nelson Mandela with us, a giant of history. Celebrating the climate action legacy of Nelson Mandela. Historic water compact in the volatile Middle East. Air pollution linked to autism. Water pollution linked to miscarriages. Plus, simply put, we have an important obligation to claim the full shelf as part of our great country. Canada is claiming the North Pole as its own because, well, drill baby drill. All of those drills and more straight ahead. From bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyen. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. We put 50 million tons of sulfuric acid in the air now as pollution, and it kills a million people a year worldwide. Okay, and that's good or bad? It's terrible. (laughs) Says you, this is your Green News Report. Okay, Desi Doyen, some record cold across the entire country this week. Haven't seen it yet on Fox, but I'm sure it's there. This means global warming is over, right? <laughs> yeah, it's almost impossible to get away from. What's interesting is that not only are some new cold temperature records being broken in the U.S., but also some new heat records are being broken in both Alaska and Florida. Yeah, well, that may be true, but it's uh, about 50 degrees here in Los Angeles. I say call FEMA. We're in trouble. Now, in actual news, celebrating the legacy of Nelson Mandela, a lot of people, myself included, had no idea that his legacy also involves climate action and climate change. Yes, Nelson Mandela was a vocal advocate for action on climate change. He created the Council of Elders in 2007, made up of former heads of state and other international religious leaders that called on rich countries to take responsibility for their historic pollution and to act to prevent dangerous climate change. Which is interesting because we're just coming out of the UN climate talks in Warsaw, Poland, and once again, the negotiation, the battles were over how much rich nations should pay versus how much poor nations uh, should pay. Yes, an international climate treaty is proving exceedingly difficult. Environmental activists might do well to take hope from one of Mandela's most famous quotes, it always seems impossible until it's done. Climate activists need to take hope from somewhere, I guess. In other international news, an historic water compact for the volatile Middle East. After 11 years of negotiations, Israel, Jordan, and the Palestinians on Monday signed an historic agreement to share dwindling freshwater resources like the Sea of Galilee and build a new shared water desalination plant on the Red Sea. Israel and Palestine signed a, an agreement together? To share. That's Kind of amazing. Nelson Mandela would be proud, I suspect. Meanwhile, in the U.S., a spate of new studies on the immediate health impacts of pollution. In California, yet another air pollution study has found a strong link between higher rates of autism in children living in areas that have high levels of air pollution. Another new study shows a spike of toxic lead contamination found in the Washington, D.C. municipal water supply in the early 2000s correlates with a spike in late-term miscarriages in the nation's capital at the same time. The researchers say a bigger study is needed to prove the miscarriages were directly caused by toxic lead in the water. Wow, what was the cause of that lead in the water in the, uh, in the 2000s in D.C.? A new chemical treatment process, it was later discovered it was leaching lead from the old water pipes. Rates of miscarriage returned to average after that contamination was stopped. Wow. 
Justice for Camp Lejeune in a long-standing water contamination case at the Marine Base Camp Lejeune in North Carolina. A new study by the Centers for Disease Control this week confirms a strong link to much higher rates of cancers and birth defects in people who lived on the base during the 70s and 80s. Survivors may finally get assistance paying their medical bills. It's almost as if toxins and polluting the atmosphere has uh, an ill effect on human beings. Go figure. Finally, today we mark an important milestone in our government's historic effort to define the outer limits of Canada's continental shelf to assert and to defend our national sovereignty. Canada is moving forward on its plan to become a global petrostate, asserting its territorial control of oil and gas resources and new shipping lanes in the melting Arctic. Canada has filed a claim with the United Nations to dramatically expand its territorial boundaries as central to Canada's future economic prosperity, Canadian Foreign Minister John Baird announced on Monday. Our government has devoted and will continue to devote the resources necessary to ensure that Canada secures international recognition for the full extent of our continental shelf in both the Atlantic and the Arctic Oceans. Simply put, we have an important obligation to claim the full shelf as part of our great country. Oh, Canada, you and your aggressive expansionist policies all in the name of petrodollars. Again. Thanks, Canada. You're giving all of North America a bad name. For much more on that story and the ones we couldn't get to today, please check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com, where you can also help us stay on your public airwaves. Find us and like us on the Facebook and follow us 24-7 on the Twitters at Green News Report. From bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyen. And this has been your Green News Report. How can you do that making me look bad? You're such a hose hand. Yeah, well, take off! Take-